I'm Rodney Ronquillo, and you're listening to Piano Maverick. In this episode, I'm going to talk about how to win friends and influence people with the piano. There are so many ways you can win friends and influence people with the piano, and you don't even have to have any sort of skill level. Even, in fact, you can even just be basic at piano. Some people just try to do their best playing a song called Heart and Soul, where it's like da 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 da. It's got to be like one of the most played pieces just about by anybody of any age group, whether it's just children or it's even like older adults. I mean, just about everybody recognizes this piece. Now, if you don't recognize this piece, you should just ask somebody who knows how to play piano and try to sing that, that melody to them and ask them if they know it. And if they play it, you'll see how simple it is. It just actually uses pretty much a sequence of four bass notes. Uh, for example, it just goes from C major, then A minor, then F major, and G. Now, if you don't know what I mean by that, like, like again, uh, what I can say is, or what I can recommend is just go on YouTube and type in heart and soul on piano and you'll see what I mean. And that's what I mean about winning friends and influencing people because even the simplest notes or just even playing chopsticks, uh, if you don't know what that is, it's pretty much just like playing uh, two keys you know, or two, two keys with two fingers. And it's usually not two fingers with one hand. It's actually just one finger on each hand just playing two notes. And it just expands and it just uh, collapses and expands and uh, collapses and so forth. And there are just so many ways, you know, like, I mean, just simple songs brings people together. Now, big grandiose songs like, you know, Beethoven's Fifth or even... Mozart's for Elise. If you don't know that one, just Google it or even just go on YouTube. You'll find that even those songs are very recognizable and people will usually gather around the piano. Even though it's already 2020, the year 2020, people still will listen to somebody on the piano. I mean, from Gen Xers or Baby Boomers or Millennials or Gen X, Gen Y, Gen Z. You know, once you catch somebody playing on that, everybody wants to gather around the piano. Um, especially their peer groups and they will they will want to just listen to the person play and they'll even probably join in playing and seeing if they can do anything about it uh, i kind of know this because uh, my wife teaches at a performing arts school and whenever i bring my piano or whenever they use the piano that's in the performing arts school the kids are always surrounding the piano and the most talented kid usually gets some sort of attention although kids are kids they <laughs> like one will play the piano fairly well while the other kids just like to play and they'll just you know do some martial arts or throwing ball around the place or uh, things like that i mean that's just kids right but with uh with adults it's a different story you keep it simple and people start to notice you you know if people don't start to notice you maybe it's because there's just so many distractions like there might be some music some other music playing in the background you know and because of that the piano uh, doesn't get uh, the center of attention now you got your own concert uh, going and you're the piano player obviously if you are the star yeah you're going to get a lot of the attention for sure now at networking events or just birthday parties and so forth it just i mean it's what i've seen now i don't know if it's different for other people from what they've seen though it's uh, a lot of people like to gather around the piano when someone can actually play something now if you know if somebody else uh, has an even greater skill level level of piano of course it's going to get a lot more attention around the, uh, the piano the thing and i think the reason why it's a great way to win friends and influence people is because 
when you're playing piano and it's almost the same with guitar but I think more for piano uh, the piano has a massive range of tonality and pitch and whenever a key is struck it produces a sound and that sound is actually energy and that energy if anyone can hear it that's pretty much how energy travels it's sound energy it's pitch energy it's got some sort of emotional energy uh, tied to it and it's a frequency and frequencies are just like arrows and I don't know if you played a game called Mortal Kombat uh, on in the arcades but when this one character named Scorpion throws this hook or this spear towards somebody, he would say something like, get over here, and then he just pulls the person uh, towards him and then just knocks him out with a, fatal, you know, a very uh, fatal knockout blow. And it's the same thing with the piano because you can actually pound it really hard. Now, guitar, you can strum it as loud as you can, right? And it can only go as loud as it can go. But with a piano, you can strike it depending on the size of the piano. I mean, if it's a small upright, it's going to go as far as it can unless you actually open the hood of the outboard. And then it, the sound travels even further and then people start to wonder where the sound is coming from and they go, they usually gravitate or go towards the piano itself. You know, and then when they see the person playing piano, they're going to probably ask that person to play more songs if they know any or if they can take requests you know i mean it's just amazing now the one thing that will not get up uh, it may get attention but it may usually get the wrong attention is if somebody's just pounding the keys and it just makes unpleasant music and like they're just pounding random keys and they're just smashing the keys and so forth that's gonna entice some sort of like emotion that's not pleasant but when you're creating music even if you can just make it simple you know, and it's simple and easy, and it just sounds pleasing. It doesn't have to be totally complicated or to totally complex. The more easier it is, the more frequency and energy is recognizable, the more it just gravitates a lot of people. That's why in my day, they used a term called magnet, and, you know, they, they used the, all sorts of terms, uh, especially for women as well. But the, it's, a, it's pretty much like whenever a guy played piano, it would usually attract a lot of female listeners uh, but you know times have changed and pretty much both genders can play piano but the effect is still the same I mean whoever whoever's playing the piano uh, they're going to get pretty much attention if <coughs> sorry if it's the only person playing the piano in an environment where there's no other music playing as well now I say this uh, it's a true fact because when I was in grade six I was at some sort of a camp um, where my grade six class was it was in Jackson Point Ontario here in Canada and there was this there was a couple of girls actually there was one girl and she was a really smart girl a very attractive girl in my class and she was playing piano and everybody surrounded uh, the piano you know now back in the past you should be it used to be the guys that actually played it right but this girl uh, had been taking piano lessons. Actually, she'd been taking piano lessons also from my um, brother's teachers, and eventually her teacher became my teacher. And when she was playing her piece, everybody surrounded her. Now, I know it's different in this day of age because we've got trance music, we've got house, hip hop, we've got rap, we've got uh, crazy alternative, uh, like like really uh, different uh, sorts of genres. We've got different. Uh, variations of metal we've got different variations of pop music and so forth and everything's pretty much just copy and paste and just uh, uh, you know just uh, it's not the same uh, as before but but when when someone it doesn't matter which gender is actually at a piano it's usually going to attract a lot of attention um, 
either gender it doesn't matter right and it's because of the frequency and the things that if it's the only frequency in the room above a human voice you know um, actually if the piano like any frequency that goes above the human voice is going to get a lot of attention now if there is a frequency already above the human voice and you're playing the piano then you've got to compete with that um, that frequency for example let's say you you've got a piano in a home everyone's talking it's a great way to like break through like break the ice and just get a lot of people's attention but what if you've got a DJ in the house and they're playing you know like uh, all sorts of hip-hop or dance music or whatever and then you've got the piano and you're trying to play piano everyone's gonna more so dance to whatever the DJ DJ is playing because that's what they hear the most it's it's the loudest um, it's the loudest vibration it's it's the biggest frequency so the piano is not going to win everybody's attention unless somebody is really tired but then playing the piano um, that's not that's actually not in frequency with the whatever the DJ is playing for example the DJ the DJ is playing some sort of song and you're playing a different song and they don't match then you've got noise pollution and then nobody wants to listen to anything so you want to also avoid noise pollution like the best time to actually play the piano is when you're surrounded by human voices and nobody is singing you know they're just chatting and so forth and there's no DJ there's no loud noises uh, I mean the thing is that every note is actually an organized vibration it's an organized frequency and then when you play beautiful chords and you create some sort of um, some sort of nice arrangement then it's going to you know like it's going to create an even bigger frequency you know I, if you're going to play a song like let's say you're an inspiration by chicago i mean it was written by david foster and peter satara you play that and if it's if most people uh, have heard that song they're going to gravitate towards that piano and they're probably going to want to sing along you know if you sing along actually if you play songs that people already know then they're going to want to join you uh, pretty much at the piano now the other thing is that if you're going to play a song that's original you know that you've got to play it a lot of times before it becomes uh, commonplace in people's heads right so that's why that's what this is what I find and it's very frustrating for a lot of songwriters uh, especially uh, p uh, piano playing songwriters when they try to play the original songs in front of people and people are not listening it can be very demoralizing and very discouraging at first but we have to understand the human mind and the psychology it takes seven times before you get somebody to say yes you know in sales uh, it's the same thing with uh, with like you're just playing your original songs you have to sell people on your song by playing it at least seven times in seven different locations or seven different times you know before they say something like hey i know that song and that person actually plays it live i want to hear who's playing that right i mean that's why it's always good to get your music onto radio or just get it on youtube and keep promoting it um on social media uh, but not just keep on social media you you've got to have some sort of live event and then invite people to it it can even be a facebook live event you know and then you have people listening to you and then you play that same song again and you know just vary it some and so forth but you've got to play um your music with the understanding of how the human mind works now everybody is different we have different personalities we have different characteristics we have different vibrations but 
the psychology and mechanics are pretty much there. It's it's pretty much written out. You know, I mean, we have so, we have something called subconscious mind, and if you played something seven times or beyond, eventually, if the same person hears it seven times, then by the eighth time, it's already pretty much soaked into their head. Now, if it hasn't happened, uh, you shouldn't give up because sometimes it takes 21 days to form a habit. Then it takes 21 days for someone to finally get it. Now, I didn't really like some songs when I was growing up in the 80s. Now, for example, I didn't. I'll be honest with you. I mean, We Are the World sounded pretty cool, you know, but I didn't think it was the greatest song on earth because I wasn't really into jazz. I was more into Michael Jackson's Thriller at the time and Elvis Presley. But the funny thing is, Michael Jackson sang uh, on that song, uh, We Are the World, and he actually was one of the songwriters along with Lionel Richie and Quincy Jones. But the thing is that when, when people started to play it more and more and more on the radio and on TV, eventually i started to gravitate towards it but you know when they played it for the first time it didn't really matter to me it, it probably mattered for other people some other people it just takes one time to get their attention and voila they're already in the frequency right so it, some people it just takes seven different times because they actually probably listen to another genre you know um or a different artist and like whatever um some songs uh, are created it's not going to get into people's heads or their interests at some times and maybe it may never do but there are people out there where if you play it enough times they are going to eventually come around in the eighth time so you can't give up right but it's funny it's like if you play something that they already know they've already be, been exposed to that frequency so you play something that probably everybody knows and it's like you attract them it's it's, it's like you know putting um like a worm on a hook and then just going fishing they already know what they want right and then you're basically attracting them and you bring them towards you and then you know just you just show off um, your skills of how well you play and then after that you can ask them oh i'd like to play a song that i've written i uh, would like to, would you guys like to hear it and you know from my experience nine times out of ten people say yes and sometimes there are those who will just say, no, can you just play something that we can sing along to? And sometimes that's all you have to do, right? But at least they know that you can play piano. So eventually, if you can get them to somewhat become your fans on Facebook or, um, I don't know, I mean, Instagram, um, it's, it's more of a picture uh, and video sharing thing, but you can still achieve it uh, through those. You know, um, Snapchat's great for this too, because it's like you they have to listen to you and then it's gone and then you have to it again in a different way and they have to listen to it before it's gone right so it actually forces them forces them to listen to it but with uh, you know with with, with this uh, sort of approach you've got to do it at least seven times if they've never heard your song before but if you play songs that people are people are familiar then you should have no problem being able to bring people or to you know to attract them towards you and that's how you can win friends you know now this is also a good opportunity for you to like when you've actually got new friends and influence people you'll also have an idea as to who you want to keep as friends you know uh, and who you may want to dis disassociate with I mean the thing about music is that it appeals to everybody no matter I mean some people may not appeal to it but that's a very very minor thing from my experience like some people may not like it but yet they'll hum a tune that they've heard in their childhood you know but you'll have a better idea as to who your true fans are and who 
you know, who are your two friends, uh, if anything. So that's that. That's what I have to say. I basically uh, that's how you can win friends and influence people. Is that, like the piano is very good for that. And when you keep things simple in the beginning, it's going to get a lot of attention. You know, if you keep things really complicated, um, then it becomes background music. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Uh, a lot of jazz artists may not like this, but the thing is that even though they make some of the greatest music on earth because it's, you know, it's very creative, it's something you don't hear before, that's just a problem. It's something that sometimes the most of the people have never heard before, and they're not familiar with it. Even though you're playing very complex music, they may not want to hear it. And that's just that's just a fact. That's why, like when you're trying to get people's attention, start with simple. You know, usually in a major key, something that's happy, so that way it attracts people. Negative music, te- or negative frequency kind of music, tends to like die in the background, and it doesn't do a good job. You know, uh, it may attract some people, but. I'm not sure you want to attract the negative ones. I mean, unless that's your vibe. I, I'm more for the positive stuff. I don't like negative uh, sort of stuff, uh, especially if it's a song with negative lyrics or it's like bashing mu- music bashing. You know, um, if it's uh, politically driven and things like that. I'm sorry. I'm that's like for me. I I'm not attracted to that stuff. So you can't, you can't. And if you try to force me, I'm not going to become your friend. I'm just sorry. Like that's not how I am. Right, and I don't think you should be like that too, because then that's called oppression, and nobody likes oppression, right? And you shouldn't do that through your music. So if you can start with something that's very happy, you're going to attract a lot of happy people. And let's put it this way: when you're going through a hard time, those uh, the the, pe- the the people that you attract with the happy music are going to also be there for you when you're going through your toughest times, because you attracted happy people. I mean, when you get a lot of happy people. And you have a hard, t- you know, a tough time. They're gonna help you lift yourself up because you're surrounded by a lot of happy people. It's your like your emotional bank account, right? Now, if you attract a lot of negative people, and you get into so much trouble, you know, a negative trouble. Those ne- how helpful are the negative people? Oh, they're gonna feel sorry for you. I'm sorry, this sucks for you. You know, and uh, don't know what to do. You know, uh, good luck on what you can do. You get no. You get you you get you don't get any help from them, and are those the kinds of people you want to have in your life? No way, Jose. Never, <laughs> you know. So, uh, if anything, start with simple. Start it with happy. Start it with major keys. You know, try try a heart and soul. You know, or try some sort of like fun piece, like very fun pieces that make make people happy, make people dance, and then they you when you can make people happy. You know, eventually you'll have enough people that'll help make you happy at the same time. That's the kind of people you want to hang around with. You don't want to hang around uh, with negative people, and you can attract them by playing the right pieces. It's funny how the right music can attract the right people, just like the right music can attract the right mate for you. You know, the right girlfriend. Um, I don't know. It doesn't really. I don't think it really works too well with the right boyfriend or anything like that. You know. Uh, but I know from my experience and from what I've seen, it seems to attract girls. However, um, that is this girls who may not play or girls who respect the piano because they actually play piano too, you know. And they probably like a man who 
is very intelligent. You know, if he can play piano, then he can he can show his um, his side of uh, understanding emotion and so forth. Um, I'm I, I'm not about the traditional kind of guy or anything. Like I, I am a traditional guy as well, but I'm actually to me I'm just a solid um, down to earth kind of guy. Like that's that's what I believe in. It doesn't matter what age we're living in. But anyway, other than that, that's pretty much all you need to do um, with uh, understanding how to win friends and influence people. It's just piano is just a great way to bring friends. I'll tell you, I have way more than goodness probably 10,000, 50,000 friends in my lifetime that I probably don't know. And when I mean 50,000 friends, I usually have a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. You know, it's a pretty much like a big network. But this is through my lifetime. Now, if you look at my Facebook page, I mean, yeah, I may have like less than 5,000 friends, but I have more than 4,000 at the same time. That's not even counting the friends that are not on Facebook, but who have been um, touched by me, my music or who met me through my concerts through my, through my music you know i've made friends that i've never that i don't i don't see anymore you know but we were friends at one point you know and we're still friends even though i don't see them anymore I, i've lost touch with them or i might have forgotten them and some of them would uh, you know we would cross paths and they would say hey rodney and i go hey uh hi how are you doing yeah do you remember me you used to play at my concert or something like that or you used to play at a birthday party and i really liked the way you played oh yeah it was just so you know you get those sort of things as well and you you like things like that it just reminds me that i've actually touched people's lives that way and when you do that I mean, you 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 touch people's lives with whatever you play you just keep increasing your skill level you know uh, when you're playing in front of them let's say oh you would you guys like to hear me play a more difficult piece you know and 10 times not 10 times so nine times out of 10 they're usually going to say yes oh well what can you do can you play more than that can you play better than that you know you know and eventually uh some of those people there's they will say hey thanks for playing and then you can that's that's your opportunity to ask them hey by the way what's your name oh my name is cindy or my name is john or my name whatever right and you can ask if we can you can facebook them i mean i love this day of age now where you can actually facebook uh, people rather than just getting their phone number although it's way better to get their phone number um or maybe not it, it might come across as getting a date but you can also give out your card and then maybe you can just uh you know facebook friend them because uh, nowadays it seems to be the safest way to do things uh, or maybe even get people's email and just tell them that you know I, i'm looking to actually playing more of these things I'm, I'm thinking about putting together a concert you know uh, would you guys love to come you know and most times they would say oh uh, let us know yeah here, here, here's my facebook address uh, you know so my facebook uh, page uh, id and, and things like that or my email uh, yeah actually i'll give you my number if they trust you you know um but it usually uh, safer distance is uh, usually facebook now older people will usually just want to give their phone number and that's fine that's what i mean a lot of them are not used to the facebook uh, generation and they would prefer just to like do a old-fashioned phone call and that's fine if that's what you want to do right and here's the here's the thing too when i've done these sort of things i actually have gotten phone calls from people who want to pay me to do weddings or masses or even just corporate events um, especially like uh, galas and things like that and i've made actually some pretty good money uh, doing this sort of thing so you never know where it's going to take you you know like um because then you actually create bigger networks and you get people's attention now the thing is that when you're 
are at a networking event, you know, um, people are there to network. You got to be a little careful at first. You want people to like listen to some uh, music that can start as background, and then what you can do is you can eventually just transition into something that sounds familiar. And I've actually done this as a technique, where I'll just play something that's like very bluesy or jazzy, like at a uh, black tie event. Because I'm the only piano player there, I, I'm not competing with any other music, and that's important to make sure that you are the only mu music for the night. So for the first, let's say probably 45 minutes, I'll just play some background music of some sort of jazzy thing. Now I, I don't expect you to be at that level, but if you are, um, I would recommend this. Like play something that's very backgroundy and so forth that people won't be interrupted, you know, in their uh, in their conversations, and then slowly transition to something that might be familiar. Now it you gotta you gotta scan the premises to see what kind of age groups you're dealing with. If you're dealing with Gen Xers, you're obviously going to want to eventually transi transition to some song from the 80s. Like I like to do a lot of Karate Kid um, uh, pieces like uh, a Glory of Love by David Foster and Peter Cetera, Peter Cetera being the singer, or You're the Inspiration by uh, Chicago, who of course was um, the song was written by uh, Foster and Cetera. Um, also, some Michael Jackson pieces, you know, uh, as well, like Heal the World. Um, I, I mean, the Thriller might get too much attention, so you, you want to make sure that it's very light, but also it's like a magnet, you know, a frequency. You, you want to like make it somewhat magnetic that someone, unless uh, someone would say something like, oh, you know, the, whoever's playing piano over there, I know that song. You guys want to just check out the piano for, for a sec? Let's see who's playing there. You know, and you know, it's it's part of a strategy. I mean, that unfortunately, that's how it is. It's like that's how human human nature is. It's it's psycho it's psychology, and you've just got to have a strategy. And when you actually follow that route, it actually works. So I highly recommend uh, you follow these steps. You know, if you want to win lots of friends and influence a lot of people, just keep these things in mind. Uh, I hope you're taking notes from this podcast too. Because I sometimes don't even remember what I just said, right? Even I would have to like rewind this podcast and see and listen to what I've said and make my own notes, you know. Because even when I do these podcasts, I'm actually helping myself too at the same time. So hopefully it helps you as well. So that's it. I hope you enjoyed this piece. And if you uh, decide to like, you know, take piano, or if you are already taking some piano lessons, or if you're already a piano player, um, try these techniques out, you know, and. If anything, just watch your friendship base uh, or your network increase from there. Hope that helps you. I'm Roddy Ronquillo, and you're listening to Piano Maverick. <laughs>